So I was thinking about doing like a cold open this week, you know? A what do cold you, open? Any, oh. Yeah, any, any thoughts on that one? Uh, Just... I mean, it... I, uh, it's it's Independence Day. We could. Uh, are you barbecuing today? What are you What are you, what are you I, up to? I yeah. No, I was barbecuing. I was thinking I was gonna bust out my uh, my Will Smith copy of Independence Day. Oh, I was going that's a, to. That's a solid classic. It's well. It's it's an old movie. Well, uh, it's not an old movie. You fuck. All right. I will break a bottle over your head. It is not an old movie. How old is that movie? How old is the movie? Uh, Nineteen ninety eight. Or nine. Okay. okay, so it's 20 years old? That's not old to you? No. Um, well, it's 10 years younger than I am. So, uh, uh, I reiterate, the go fuck yourself. So two-thirds of your lifespan's not a long time, Nathan? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, that's exactly... You are listening to... <laughs> God damn it! That's the Cock and Bull Podcast. Open. So your definition of cold open is just enraged, Nathan, before we get started? That's your definition? I gotta rally you up. That's my goal. I gotta rally uh-huh. you up. I gotta get the comedy glam going. Nathan, on November 22nd, 1963, Ooh, John F. Okay. Kennedy was assassinated. Well, fuck! You're bringing me up and you're bringing me down! Well, uh, uh, oh, hold on. Hold on. Let me... That was the wrong year. On November 22nd, 1929, <laughs> what? David oh. Rosenhan was born. Sorry, I oh. just totally jumped the gun there. That was ugh. oh weird, embarrassing. David Rosenham was born. While Rosenham was neither the second shooter nor the grassy knoll, he was a homegrown American boy hailing from Jersey Jer- City. It's starting Jersey now. I'm not City. cutting that. I'm not cutting that. You shouldn't. Jersey City, New Jersey. By 1958, Rosenham had made it through Yeshiva College, a private <laughs> New York school. Man, I really wanted him to not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, I you got... were hoping he wouldn't be a college boy. No, not that. But I mean, Rosenhand—that's a—that's a name. Yeah, isn't it? It—that's a name on it. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna deal with some stereotypes with that kind of a name. You really are. And if you look at a picture of this man or listen to how he sounds later in life, it just paints a, a gruesome man picture. Why do I his... imagine Mort from Family Guy? He looks like Mort from Family Guy. That's Aww. a decent starting point. Decent Aww. starting point. Oh, that's not fair. I feel dirty now. But he sounds like a tar monster. Uh, a tar now, monster? In his, in his late 80s, yeah, when all the okay. interviews exist. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, he got his bachelor's in mathematics from Yeshiva College. Nerd! Uh, then he went to Columbia to get his master's in economics. Ooh. Now that's that's two, two different majors. It's kind of weird. It's I don't think not. That's how they don't think that's how they do it nowadays. And then... Also at Columbia, a couple years later, he pursued a PhD in, you guessed it, psychology. God. Oh, yeah. I was wondering how he was going to tie back to the rest of our, our fun boys every now and again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't so, claim so- to be a psychology podcast, but I'm really not like doing anything to dispute that concept. I mean, you kind of pitched it to me as I'm going to talk about weird psychologists throughout history when we first started it. Yeah, that's true. That's just where I get all my good ideas. Look, once we have more than 12 listeners and people can send me better ideas, there we go. Then we'll, then we'll go. move on to so people, other history start, stuff. Also, I got to get Painter back in the cave because uh, because we've got we have other we could do that again, too. But no, oh, that's, that's not the point. So, OK, so he's got so just to recap. He's got a degree in uh, math. <laughs> he's yes. got a degree in economics. Uh-huh. And he's got a doctorate. He just like skipped a master's and got a doctorate in psychology. Oh, he got his master's in economics. Don't get oh, it wrong. Oh, did he? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so master in economics. So he is a math money brain boy. 
That seems like an awful, like if you threw a marketing degree in there somewhere, this guy could be pure <laughs> Satan. <laughs> if this guy were a psychopath, he would be unstoppable. Uh, yeah, no, I'm t- again, if he had a marketing degree, he'd be a, <laughs> I, I stand by it. The, the two are synonymous. Rosenad made his debut with his work on juror selection, actually. Oh, uh, he, fuck. He devised the psychology behind picking stable and neutral jurors. Uh, but what intrigued him the most was the spectrum of things that we deem insane and how psychologists of the day diagnosed things like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. Now, so, that's interesting. It, it is interesting, isn't it? Now, think about that for a minute. How do you diagnose somebody with, with crazy brains? Rosenham was skeptical, you could say, about the validity of an insanity diagnosis for the time. Now, hold so on. He, hold on. Yeah. Because here's my concern. I'm going to tell you why. Because if there's one thing I've learned throughout this podcast is that your entire goal is to make me as enraged as humanly possible. And so I keep, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of try and play a game with myself throughout these now of what's the combination of things you could say that would enrage me the most? Mm-hmm. Why do I have a feeling he's going to try and use this as some weird way to like invalidate insanity defenses and things of that nature? Uh, because he's all big into the jury selection thing. That's just, guys, that's just the Nathan look ahead. So figure out how wrong I was. Turn to page five. Now, to see if the system was adequate, Rosenhan devised an experiment, today known as the Rosenhan experiment. God, we uh, suck at naming experiments. I know. Rosenhan gathered a group of healthy test subjects. He called up seven of his, well, he actually called up several of his friends. Eight of them were dumb enough to say yes. Um, if a psychologist whom, calls you up and says, hey, I need help with an experiment, you say no. Uh, all of them were mentally or physically fine. You know, they had no history of illness. Um, ah, sure. <laughs> these were these were the, quote, pseudo patients featuring three women and five men, one of which was Rosenhan himself. Um, one was a psychology grad student in his 20s. The remaining seven were older and established. Uh, among them were three psychologists, a pediatrician, a psychiatrist, a painter. One of these things doesn't belong here. And, uh, it starts with a P, though. Give him credit. And a housewife. They admitted oh. themselves to a hospital under fake names with fake oh, backgrounds no. to throw off any chance that the experiment could be tied back to them in their real oh, lives. Oh, damn it. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do you see where this is going? I don't like this. <laughs> they went to varying hospitals on the east and west coasts uh, between five states and used everything from public to privately funded schools of differing qualities and all that. Um, when they checked into these mental hospitals, they specified no past history of mental illness, but reported a current symptom of voices in their head. The voice was the same sex as their own and muttered indistinct words, but the ones they could pick out were empty, hollow, and thud. This, this seems... So how many people is he doing this with? Eight people have checked themselves into multiple different hospitals under fake names, fake backgrounds. Yeah. With, with, with what is generally speaking a widely accepted uh, uh, diagnosis for like snap diagnosis of schizophrenia. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. I, now... I don't know what the fuck he's trying to prove, but if he's going to do it with eight people, this is going to be like the smallest sample size in the history of experiments. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. I am. It, it's oh, a, yeah. It's a, it's a small group. Um, now, you mentioned, I mean, it, it's a snap diagnosis for schizophrenia. Oh, voices I mean, in my head. voices in their head. Like, I'm not good at this, and I can still probably say that person probably had schizophrenia, like, if you asked me. 
Sure, sure. And you're not a trained psychologist. You're not, you know, a trained psychiatrist. You don't diagnose people on a daily basis. I'm not trained, but I do diagnose people on a daily basis. Do not get it <laughs> twisted. It is, Fair. it is a side, you know, perk of my job. Fair. So I'll give you a pass for saying that sounds like schizophrenia. At the time, Rosenhan knew, because he was a psychiatrist, he knew that those things do not inherently link themselves to any known mental illness whatsoever. Uh, it, it was essentially a, all right, here's your first chance to know that this is bullshit. And the doctors failed. Uh, they did not realize that they were being played. They should have said, eh, that's too unique to be true. Let's, let's press this a little further. They didn't. So the patients were all, you said it, snap diagnosed schizophrenia. Uh, which was said to be caused by, they thought, an existential crisis. You know, hollow, thud, uh, it, it's like, you know, you're you're stressed about the meaninglessness of your existence, yada yada. Um, <laughs> seven of them, I guess I should say, were diagnosed with that. Rosenhan himself had a little trouble with the first hospital because everyone recognized him and sent him home. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even put on, like, the Groucho Marx glasses. <laughs> He didn't even, like, come on! Did he go to his, like, local hospital? Like, you can't do that! Come on, dude! Just the one he works at, he's like, in the break room, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do an experiment this week, I'm gonna pull one over on a real bunch of dipshits next day. Hello, I'm, I'm Donvin Rosenpants, very crazy, nice to meet you. So hold on, to be clear, uh, voices in the head is not actually linked to schizophrenia. Is that like, uh, do I, do, am mm -hmm. I wildly misunderstanding schizophrenia? If that's your, if that's your only symptom, which there's a lot of other things that need to link you to schizophrenia. Um, I, and this is for the seventies, by the way. I mean, I, things have changed in the past 40, 40, almost 50 years. Um, yeah, at the time that should not have been a snap diagnosis for schizophrenia, but it was just, it was close enough that they're like, fuck it. You're schizophrenic. Get in. Okay. All right. All right. I'm interested where this is going, but yeah. I, I, I don't like it. Yeah. Um, so there were, Eight pseudo patients, like I said, but the research article specifies that there were 12 hospitals. Now, what I'm wondering as I dug through this is, did Rosenhan have to go to like four different hospitals before it finally took? Like, <laughs> or, or was somebody just having such a good time that they were bouncing between multiple hospitals and like doing it on like three different spots? <laughs> like so, they have four different outfits. Like one of the people, like the housewife or, or, or someone was just like really like a, like was an improv actor and was like, no, 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 I can keep going. And it's like doing like eight different characters at multiple hospitals, like really rocking and rolling this. <laughs> so the other seven get into the hospitals with their fake names, fake backgrounds, and most importantly, fake symptoms. Um, their first task was to get checked into the hospital. And sure enough, they all got admitted as schizophrenics. Unless you're Rosenhan, in which case you gotta try again, but, you know. Uh, he gotta admit it, it's not being creative enough. Rosenhan wrote that all of the pseudo-patients exhibited the fake voices in their head just fine, and accidentally exhibited some nervousness and anxiety as secondary symptoms, because they were, they were, if you walk into a mental hospital in 1970, you are stressed the fuck out. It is a, all around, it is all five senses are engaged. This place smells weird, everyone's screaming at me, the doctors are looking at me, they're very intimidating. They were also, like, very afraid, I guess, that the doctors would call them out and say, you're not crazy. I haven't seen One Flew's Over a Cuckoo's Nest, but, like, I'm aware of what it is. We've established this that I, I just, mm -hmm. I, I, huh? It, it's like my Titanic thing. Uh, I don't want to go to a mental hospital, <laughs> like, at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. that will, that will definitely, uh, that would definitely put my, put my spines up a little bit, especially since I'm doing it for 
funsies, it seems like, at this point. Like, I can't still figure out what the fuck he's trying to do. So they all got checked in. The staff didn't catch on. So nervousness aside, oh shit, alright, we're in. We made it. Um, their second big task, and this was the most important, was to stop showing any signs of illness altogether. Just go back to normal. Whenever the doctors would come by to ask how they were doing, you know, or, or they would chat with nurses and the like, they would just be themselves. And they would tell the doctors, yeah, I'm fine. The voices are gone, the, the dread and all that. I, I just needed some rest. I'm fine. Now, mental hospitals, unlike modern day rehab facilities, take security pretty seriously. If you wanted to leave these hospitals they were staying in, it wasn't just as easy as walking out the door or making a break for it. it it's a prison, pretty much. So when you sign up for this test and slip yourself into a mental hospital, imagine what it would be like if you said, I'm actually healthy, and the doctor said, no, you're not. Uh, cool. Like, 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 like terror, like sheer blind mm -hmm. pants shooting terror and hating my friend Rosenhan. Uh-huh. The length of hospitalization for these patients ranged from as little as a week to 52 days. That's not just not. No. Why? Why? The, aver the average day was 19 days. We can assume the week was the lady who bounced from hospital to hospital. She was like, I could do this again. Yeah. It's only a week. I could do this. Rosenhan, on the one that stuck, was there for two months. Jesus. 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 What? How? So two months of saying, I'm totally fine. No issues here. And they would not. They don't believe you. They just say, no, you're still very crazy. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is a made up fakey science. The doctors, Rosenhan said, refused to accept that the patients had just been cured overnight, or perhaps more importantly, refused to acknowledge that they botched a diagnosis and just checked in a healthy person to a mental hospital. Now, it's kind of hard, though. Like, I'm kind of sympathizing more with the doctors here because you present with a wildly out there symptom and then check yourself into a mental hospital. Like, until I can find out why that original symptom like showed up like i'm crazy yeah me nathan is crazy if there are voices in my head and i tell my doctor that and then i go no they're gone now i'm fine ah like i'm kind of gonna be like no we're gonna find out where the hell the voice is let's keep digging Mm-hmm. yeah it kind of uh opens up the point of this experiment of how do you actually tell a legitimately crazy person from someone who's just faking it how do you really tell I really hope we're going to get to a damn answer at some point <laughs> and not just leave me in a state of doctors are bad at their job. Well, Nathan, for the 1970s, questioning the validity of diagnoses was just a symptom of the era, as all sorts of concepts were being turned on their head and all sorts of questions were being asked where they weren't being asked before. This very same experiment had been done before, in fact, by a woman named Elizabeth Cochran in 1887. Almost a hundred years earlier, she checked herself into a boarding house, and she started pulling her hair out, making mean faces, screaming at people, all that, until two doctors on site shipped her off to an asylum. Once she got in, she dropped the act. Didn't seem to matter, though, uh, because just like with these pseudo-patients a hundred years later, the more sane you behave in a mental hospital, the crazier everyone thinks you are. And that's, I, I get that, because again, mm -hmm. which of these things is not like the other. If I have Chief over in the corner, who's just like, hasn't said a word in 10 years, and 
the guy, you know, I don't know, the weird Lin-Manuel Miranda character from that episode of House when he was in the mental hospital. Like, if that's all <laughs> happening around me and you're just sitting there like, hello, like, I assume that you're about to murder everybody. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's once you're in somewhere, you are stigmatized with the air of insanity. There's almost no question of, were we wrong? Is this guy actually fine? Was it just a bad day? It, it kind of throws everything on its head for a minute. Um... I mean, if you're, so, look, you know, if you're, you have a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. You're a mental <laughs> hospital. You showed up here. I'm in a mental hospital. You let's go. Going into a seventies mental hospital and being a patient and trying to convince everyone you're saying, eh, there's a lot of obstacles you got to go through. Uh, for one thing, they're going to try and medicate you. As yeah, is the new- let's bring it on. Is that going to, are we getting some, some sweet, what are we getting? Some benzos? Some, I mean, some uppers, some downers, some poppers. What do we got here? You, you know, antipsychotics are like the new thing for the seventies. So... Uh, I mean, I think we're, like, just past the era of everyone's getting lobotomies, thank God. Yeah, um, that would have been a day, that would have been a fun, fun week when thir- two-thirds of your exper- <laughs> of your, your buddies just got their brains scrambled. The pseudo-patients would pop the pills in their mouth, uh, but would spit them out later when nobody was looking. Aww, just take the Thorazine and have a good time. <laughs> What's kind of funny about this is that the patients, more often than not, knew that the pseudo-patients were faking it. More than the doctors did. One of the pseudo-patients was accused of being a doctor by a fellow inmate when they noticed her taking notes. Like, the pseudo-patient... Yeah! She's a fucking narc! The the pseudo-patients were, like, keeping careful notes on their experience. You know, at first they were doing them in secret. Later, they just realized nobody gave a fuck and just started doing it out in the open. (laughs) But then then patients would... Hold on a second. Isn't this an episode of Sunny? (laughs) Isn't it the one with Rob Thomas and... and yeah, 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 Sinbad. Yeah, it's Rob, Rob Thomas, Thomas and Sinbad. And Sinbad. <laughs> now, now Dennis is the Sinbad's bitch. This is exactly uh, that plot. You take your treatment, you play nice, you just be yourself, and these doctors, of course, will eventually let you go. That's the idea. Well, but yeah. There's, but there's a catch. Of course, oh, they do eventually let you go. The catch is, you have to sign a binding document accepting a diagnosis of schizophrenia in remission in order to leave. Wait, what? Yeah, in order to leave, you have to accept a a stigmatizing record that says, you have schizophrenia, but it's going away. Yeah, no, you can't be, you can't leave and just say you're healthy. They would let you go, but only on the condition that you accept that everyone knows that you had schizophrenia and it's kind of going away. Mm, I'm very conflicted by all of this. Yeah, isn't that strange? That's your exit term. It's not... This is not my normal pure blind rage. This is kind of a complicated, I don't know what the fuck's going on here kind of. Kind of just existential ennui that I've I've locked myself in. Trust me, it doesn't get better. Um, Okay, good. (laughs) After sitting there for however fucking long... And saying, I'm healthy, please let me leave. If you're lucky, that's a week. In some case, it's two fucking months. But when you leave, they say you have schizophrenia in remission, even though throughout that entire time, you exhibited zero symptoms of schizophrenia. You entered with symptoms of it, and then minute one, they're gone. It's weird, isn't it? It's kind of weird. I mean, I... uh, Yeah, this feels like a very mean joke to play on some doctors, because, like... Who the fuck just has random voices in their head? Like, you tell me I'm hearing voices, like, I'm gonna get worried. That's not mm-hmm. good. 
That's not yeah. stereotypically a thing that normal people deal with. Sorry, not That's a good fair. term, but fine. That's fair. That's fair. Typical, I think, is the word that they like. But typical, okay. Yeah, typical is, is the good. Yes, that's 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 the okay. good word. Okay. That's the good word. So, when Rosenhan is out, he started working on publishing the results. First, though, there was another angle to the experiment. He wanted to give psychiatrists another chance to prove that they can tell the difference in fake crazy and real crazy. Rosenhan slipped the news that more of these pseudo patients would be passing through a specific hospital. And the staff sat perched throughout the following month, ready to pounce on any pseudo patients. Butts clenched. Real, when the- real hyped up, ready for this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, you know you're going to get secret chopped. I get it. I've been in that in, in that scenario. I, I know mm-hmm. the kind of, I know the, the level of vigilance we're dealing with now. Okay. When the month was up, they informed Rosenhan that between a handful of doctors, an estimated 89 patients were faking their symptoms as part of an experiment. That is n- almost 90 out of nearly 200 patients to go through the hospital that month. He he didn't send any pseudo-patients in, did he? Rosenhan had sent zero pseudo-patients. God damn it! This guy is a dick! The conclusion of this experiment, regrettably, is that we have a decidedly hard time telling the sane from the insane. And in an asylum, it's even more improbable to find someone who might actually be sane and ended up there by a fluke. In researching this... I found a TED talk called Strange Answers to the Psychopath Test um, by, like, John Ronson, I think, which sounds like a name that I make up for a shitty story I write. It, it but, does. Um, in it, there's mention of the Scientologists and their hatred for psychiatry and that it's a pseudoscience and yada yada. They're the enemy of society. Uh, Scientologists latch onto a mindset that became popular in the 60s and 70s, basically a hatred and distrust of mental health science and the deeming of mental illness as a myth entirely, you know? You're not depressed? Take a walk in the forest. You know, really irritating bullshit points of view. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, the kind of thing that when you tell someone that has actual mental health, like, problems, that they, they want to, like, lash out and punch you in the throat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, one of their bits of proof was a gentleman at a nearby mental hospital. Uh, this TED Talk goes into the visit this journalist had with said patient, a guy who was actually at a hospital he could go visit. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so he goes and visits the guy and learns that this patient in his youth 12 years ago committed a violent assault, but he faked insanity to get out of it. Ah! Uh, Trouble. Yeah, yeah, trouble was um, the mental asylum he was in was nowhere near as nice as his cellmate told him it would be. Um, so he immediately tells the doctors, I'm not crazy. I faked it to get in here. You have to let me out of here. Send me to an actual prison. They didn't let him out. If he had done his time in a prison, he would have been out in five years. He was there for 12 at the time of this interview. Um, so the journalist speaks with the doctors for this guy to, you know, confirm the story. And they explained that they knew he was lying about his insanity. They knew that. In this situation, I'm kind of on the doctor's team. Right, right. I mean, dick fucking move. Um, Yeah. So they knew the hallucinations and deviations. He said shit like uh, he had seen a couple movies that had crazy people in them as characters. So he just did. What were they they like? I'll be like them. Yeah. Uh, Like he pulled shit from Crash. He pulled shit from Ted Bundy interviews. um, You know, books they checked out at the prison library. Yada, yada, yada. Um, they knew that all of these things he described were gone the minute he showed up. That, that was all bullshit. So why was he still there? Well, the doctors said he was a textbook psychopath. <laughs> yeah! 
with 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 qualities like like an inflated sense of self, uh, oh. lack of empathy. You know, seen perhaps in somebody who would fake mental illness to get out of a violent assault. This is just proof that doctors are... This is literally just making me think that doctors are awesome because that's fantastic. It's that's the best thing I've ever heard. But, like, you bring it full circle, it's, it's like... It's, this, is, this is the thing about psychology that, that a lot of actual STEM sciences don't like about it, is they say it's not a real science because it's not quantifiable. I mean, the the yeah. Gustav Fechner, dude that stared at the sun, he invented an equation that was more or less, I think, a mathematical version of you know independent and dependent variables, and and the correlation between the two. That was really what kind of made psychology a, a experimental kind of thing. But really, when you get down to it, it th- there's not a a crazy meter that you can stick someone no. with and it tells you a number no it's it's not like that you have to interview people it's a lot of human nature it's a lot of i mean it's really, a lot it's, of hoping and guessing yeah and and not to mention it's hoping and guessing that determines someone's life like a lot of shit about their life for a long time it can it can. it can. It can mean you're in a mental institution for two months. It can mean you're in a mental institution for 12 years. It can mean a whole bunch of fucking shit. It can mean you got the wrong diagnosis and they're giving you medication for something that you don't need treated. So, Nathan, there is not actually a happy ending to this episode. I was wondering <laughs> if you were just going to leave me in this weird lurch, you jackass. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to throw uh, the entire concept of mental diagnoses on its head and just remind Good. you all that uh, nothing is nothing is concrete in psychology. It's pretty hard to fucking tell. Uh, so glad. go to a go to a I'm, trusted professional. I'm sure your I'm sure your girlfriend appreciates you completely you marginalizing her career choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um. Good thing she doesn't listen. Well, yeah, you know what? Good thing indeed. Uh, but better yet, good thing I switched from my psych degree to my comm degree. Oh, yeah, because again, as we've established, the talkers, they're great. They don't do any damage. <laughs> Speaking of which, it's the 4th of July, and according to Alex Jones, I should have my machete out and be, you know, I don't know, garroting Republicans on the streets. As always, we want to thank Dripless Pony Club for allowing us to use the song The Rip Buffalo on the Ark comes off the album Cholera. I would recommend streaming that from any, any, any music streaming platform. They're a delightful band, great group of people. Um, you can check us out every week, like I said, every Wednesday. That's the ideal situation. Ideally, uh, unless it's the 4th of July, in which case we might record it on that Wednesday. So back off, guys. Let us let us, let us, us celebrate yeah, you know the shithole yeah. country that we're from. Yeah, let us be patriots, not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Come on! Call my name and make a wish and take a rest, because it's the best thing to leave your lips. Is that your best? I'm not.